0: What is up, everyone? We are all back this time. It is all four of us myself, Michael, John, Roland, and Xavier. We are all here for We Got a Memo podcast following week three of the NFL, heading into week four. We're recording a little later than usual because life happens, but that's okay. It's okay. We're here now. Gonna break down some week three stuff, some highlights, uh, maybe some big games, some surprises talk about quarterbacks, walk through college because we haven't done that in a few weeks, look ahead to week four, we'll do the Thursday night pick which maybe we should start doing on a regular basis just so we have another segment, a little, a little something, a little tidbit to think about, you know as a, what was his name, Zay, Mr. Reynolds, a little tidbit, yep. Yep. Um, and then uh, at the end, you know, we'll break down some other stuff, whether it be soccer, if the guys are feeling it, or maybe some track and field coming up. John's definitely going to hit us up with that. Um, but we're in football season, so for the next, probably until February, we're going to be rocking hard on football, majority-wise. We'll touch on hockey when that starts, because preseason is going on right now. Uh, NBA starts pretty, I think, almost a month from now. It usually starts around Halloween. Um It just made me think of something. But other than that, it's really going to be, you know, NFL, weekly, what we think, college football, and then some other tidbits as we got in there. So if that's what you're looking for, tune in all the time. As awkward as this is, we're going to actually do a little, um, little interesting. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. Sorry. This is going to be... We're going to go back to John's surprise topic, a little flash reaction, real quick. But it's something we've talked about before, so you won't be totally caught off guard. Um, But it's it's just something to think about. But we'll start with college because that happens first on the weekends on Saturdays. The thing I wanted to point out was that in the top 10, there are, and between the AP top 25 and the coaches' poll, the 10 teams are the same, it's just a couple rankings are a little different. But one thing I wanted to bring attention to was that of the top 10, half of them, so five teams are from the SEC, there's Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, and Florida. If that doesn't speak dominance of what conference is best, I don't know what does. Um. And then another thing I thought about and I heard was, was kind of how dumb... I think, or it, this was brought to my attention, how dumb the preseason poll is because if you watch Clemson play, they do not look like the top team. I don't know if Alabama's a two. I don't know if Georgia's a three. But it's, it's Clemson doesn't look like the number one team. I get why they are, but they don't look like it. And to be honest, Oklahoma, it... It shocks me that Oklahoma is six, considering how well they've played so far. So those are just the takeaways I have. I'm kind of, I'm a little more of a Notre Dame believer now after that Georgia game. But other than that, um, like I said, five SEC teams. I didn't say I'm a. I don't. I didn't say they're gonna make the playoffs, but they're okay. not as over. They're still a little overrated, but not as overrated in my book. Because they almost okay. beat Georgia. That That's it. I, I, know, I know I don't like the hype on Notre Dame, <laughs> but it was a little more warranted. It almost
1: gave me a heart attack.
0: Hurt. No, Yeah, it's okay. And the last thing I'll say is there's no way that uh, Bama, Georgia, and LSU all make it because Alabama and LSU play each other in the regular season. And then there's the SEC championship game. So I if in, in my prediction, it's going to be Clemson. I'm going to... LSU looks nasty, so just for the sake of this, I'm going to say Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, with a caveat being Wisconsin looks dangerous. Great defense. Maybe they beat Ohio State, but I think it's one from four separate conferences. Um, Yeah, because I don't think anyone from the Pac-12 is really going to push anything, but let me open it up to you guys. Do you guys have any thoughts on college football season so far? Um, teams that are surprising you, teams that are letting you down, maybe a Heisman hopeful. You guys, you have the floor. Uh, I guess just uh, just talking about that, um, the Georgia-Notre Dame game, um, I thought it was a pretty good game, you know, first half. It, it definitely, I after the first half, I was like, does this validate Notre Dame's ranking, or does it, Mean that Georgia is maybe a little bit overrated. Uh, I think my internet might be lagging a little bit. Um, but we're one good- of those top... Hold on, top. hold on, Roland. My uh, my internet kind of dropped you for a little bit. If you just we, I think I got when you said Georgia might be overrated. So start from where you said Georgia might be overrated. Cause that's a that's uh, an interesting take.
2: Yeah, so I mean, that was just my thought uh, going into halftime was whether or not this validates Notre Dame's um, ranking or if it makes or if it proves that Georgia was maybe a little bit overrated going into the season. Um, because you would think that no matter how good Notre Dame is. Um, they would just be floored by one of these top two SEC teams, um, Alabama, LSU, uh, Georgia, all of them. Um, and then second half just kind of, I mean, it, it washed that doubt away from me. Um, Georgia did exactly what I was expecting him to do. Um, and Notre Dame uh, couldn't get anything going in the second half. So, um I was a little surprised, I was, I was a little shocked uh, first half. but Okay,
1: um, so honestly, I didn't care about the Georgia-Notre Dame game. That game meant nothing to me, because uh, neither of those teams are going to be in the playoff. So, in my opinion, Georgia's uh, third best team in the SEC overall. Alabama and LSU, in my opinion, definitely better. One, if not both of those teams are going to make the, the playoff. Georgia's not. That's, I just, I, that game didn't, and Notre Dame, um, no way they make it either. So, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a game of two top, what, ten teams. So, I guess you want to watch a, a close game, that's fine. But I didn't think that had any impact on um, playoff implications because I think both of them are going to, Neither of them are gonna make it. The game you all should have watched was Pitt UCF. Um, that's the only football game this weekend I watched from start to finish. Uh, not even NFL. So uh, it was better. It was a better game than the Georgia Notre Dame game. Uh, you all missed out. Um, I'm
0: surprised you uh, didn't turn it off. Like at some points when Pitt was down a couple touchdowns.
1: Oh no! Did. No, they they look too good to to be out of it. Can yeah, you but, it looks hey, good
3: I'll play? use the same argument. Why would I watch that? What exactly? The
2: there's no playoff aspirations
1: there. Uh, my team. I don't care about Georgia and Notre Dame. All right. I actually can't stand Notre Dame, so there's no way I'm watching that game. That's
0: a that's a fair argument. If it's your team, that's, yeah, it's a fair argument.
1: And okay, Pitt always knocks off a top fifteen team in a season, and this happened to be Pitt's Pitt's win against a top fifteen team. So, but no, it was just an exciting back and forth game. It was a lot of fun. Um, Pitt scored with fifty some seconds left in the game to go up. So, um, it was just a, a very entertaining game. High offenses, good offenses, put up a lot of points. So it was just it was exciting. And it was just good to see Kenny Pickett, a quarterback, finally look good for once this season. Because I would say he hasn't looked good at all this season, but he actually looked good um, in that game. But, yeah, I mean, I thought the pick game was much better than Georgia Georgia every Dame game. So
0: I will say, um, Xavier, I was tracking that game all weekend because my grandparents were in town and they live in central Florida, so they kind of followed the local teams, even though we're Gator fans. So we were tracking that game, and it, excuse me, did look like an exciting, it definitely was an exciting finish. Yeah, it was. Um, John, do you have anything? If not, no worries. Why
3: do I care about college football if I don't care about, you know, these top teams? Um, As as a neutral. As a neutral? Why would I turn on a random college game?
0: Um, Well, I mean, for me, it's like, I love football so any football except high school. I don't watch high school, but if it's on, I'll try to watch it. But also um you can see f- like the top guys, top players will be in the NFL one day, so you know you can maybe find someone you like in college and follow them in the NFL and then eh, just something just something to do, you know. I mean if you do, uh, if if Tommy wasn't in the league, would you really follow NFL, right?
3: Trying to. Right, so <laughs> made that commitment before he got in.
0: Right. So that that's it's kinda of the same thing. It's just another it's on Saturday instead of Sunday. Um it's kinda of like why watch March Madness if you don't watch the NBA? It's it's a different kind of sport. It's it's different. It's just college versus NFL. It's just fun to watch. Um That's
2: a good thing. Um sport. I would also I would also argue that uh, some of the college football games can be a lot more exciting. Um, you know, so, I mean, nobody's going to watch, unless you're a Patriot fan or a Miami fan that hates themselves, nobody's going to watch the Pats blow out the Dolphins 43-0. Um, but when you're watching Washington State uh Below a thirty-eight point thirty-eight point lead to UCLA, um, even as a Washington State fan, I like can't turn off the TV because it's just like it's totally crazy um, that you're watching this happen. Um, a lot of college football games can be higher scoring because you have a lot of players that are trying to themselves and get. You know, kind of on the highlight reel. Um, so the NFL teams will take a look at them. Um, the QB narrative is big. That's why you saw, um, um, I'm totally blanking on his name. And it's so sad.
0: Um, who, who are you talking
2: Oklahoma, about? O- Oklahoma quarterback. Jalen
0: Hurts. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, they, I knew it was Jalen, but I was I was reading about Jalen Ramsey this earlier today so um so uh you know that's that's why he transferred to oklahoma so that he didn't have to sit back up to Tua. i mean so it's it it can be a lot more exciting especially there's a lot more schools so um there's a lot more teams that you get to watch and stuff so um And,
0: and i will say john when you watch like big college games you can kind of feel it more than an average nfl game um just like some college stadiums are bigger than nfl stadiums and some people just like bleed for these college teams um and you can really like in big games like you can just hear it
3: yeah
0: Uh, and you can just kind of feel it like big games the crowd's going nuts and it's in the sense it it, like means more to some people but if if i if i were you like and you have got nothing to do on Saturday at three thirty, watch watch a little bit of Clemson, watch a little bit of Bama. Um the two ranked games are on NBC and Fox, Virginia, Notre Dame, don't don't watch that one. And then USC USC Washington, that could be a good game. Um But even if you just got like two teams that are unranked, that might be good. You know it's worth a shot, but you don't have to. It's all good.
3: Here's to hoping. I'll be working, so I'll just put it on yeah.
0: TV. Okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, so for me, I mean, all of, obviously, all of us went to a school that didn't have a college football team. Um, uh, we've been undefeated since the seventies. <laughs> yeah, eighteen a- hundreds, um, man. You know, the,
2: the, you know, Michael follows Florida. I follow Navy, who's you know right there. Um,
3: right where. Like, why in, in
1: by, by, by me
3: Oh, uh, okay okay I just I, I knew that they weren't ranked and I just didn't know what you meant by the right there <laughs> oh okay <laughs> um yeah so
2: I mean it, it's just kind of like you know teams that are kind of like close to you geographically that mm-hmm. or or maybe you had family members go there so like Boston College it would be totally you know rational for you to be to, for you to have started watching Boston College when Tommy was playing there, and then have just kind of continued it because uh, you enjoyed cheering for him, and, and it's something that you kind of, yeah. Wow. Um, do we need to talk about Michigan, Wisconsin?
0: Not really. Or nothing? Not much to talk about. In
2: to, my, yikes!
0: <laughs> in, in my opinion, Michigan's always been overrated, and. Yep. I don't know, I'm not going to blame Jim Harbaugh because I know he's a good coach, but just the program itself, just not over... I think it's just overrated, but it does... I I am surprised by how well Wisconsin is. I thought they were kind of always overrated, but for them to dominate Michigan like they did, it's it's a big, big deal. It's a power move. I mean,
2: yeah, it's just a lot of people thought that with Urban Meyer retiring, that this was Michigan's... You know, this was Michigan's year to... To win the East and um, maybe make a push for the playoffs. And, you know, unless they win out and probably have to face Wisconsin again in the Big Ten championship, like, I mean, obviously, I don't, don't think that they'll make playoffs even if they do all that, but that's their only real, real shot at redemption.
0: Yeah. So,
2: and Ohio State's
0: still undefeated. Right. And they got Ohio State's an NFL factory. So, um, yeah. j- to, to close out college football, John, if there is one game I think you should watch, it's later in the year, um, but the Army-Navy game is definitely a watch.
3: Oh, that's a good one. Fond memories of watching it with Roland. I always watch Rivalry Week, but that's yep. always the last week.
0: Yeah, so... Um, yeah.
3: All right, we'll find one on Saturday, and I'll report back next week.
0: There you go. If you, if you are between games... Shoot me a text and I'll tell you which one to watch. Thanks. Okay, that's college. On to the NFL. Week three, um, big things that happened. Patriots were released by Antonio Brown because Antonio
3: no, Brown was released by the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, Antonio sorry, Brown.
2: Antonio oh, Brown released NFL career.
0: Yeah, he saved it. AB has retired from the NFL because he says he doesn't want to play for owners who can do whatever they want, even though he doesn't follow his contract and voids it and is an idiot for sending threatening text messages to those who accuse him. I think that was the final straw, Um, but I I just want him out of the news. I want the season to be about the season, to be about the players, about the week-to-week matchup. Um, and then news like Melvin Gordon is ending his holdout and will return to the Chargers tomorrow. Probably won't play on Sunday, but he will return tomorrow. Dang it. It's going
1: to when they play the Steelers. <laughs> yep,
0: there you go.
3: Steelers season's over anyway.
1: No, it's not.
0: Oh. Ooh. Okay, we'll get into that. I about this. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, other news... Uh, Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade from Jacksonville, but they want to keep him. Um, But he hasn't been in Jacksonville for a couple of days now, so we'll keep an eye on that. Teams that I want to get Jalen Ramsey, the Chiefs, um, the Cowboys, the Eagles. There are some teams that want him, and he would be a good fit, but it's just you got to trade for him and you got to pay him. So it'll be interesting to see who does that. But also to note, the Jaguars want to keep him. Which they can because they own his contract. Um, What else? This was the week of some new starting quarterbacks. Kyle Allen started in place of Cam Newton and won the game. Gardner Minshew started in place of Nick Foles and won the game. And then Daniel Jones started in place of Eli Manning and won the game. And then on top of all that, some hyped quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield. I'm not putting the blame all on him, but he talks a lot, and he's not. They're not really backing it up, having lost to the Rams. It's like I said, not all on Baker, in my opinion. O line's rough, coaching terrible. Um, but after a while, you get tired of his talk, especially if he's not winning. Um, So uh, I think there's a stat like 20 quarterbacks started that were under the age of 26, which was an NFL record. Um, My Bills are still undefeated. They beat the Bengals. So did you guys have any big takeaways from week three that you want to bring to light? I know with Zay, we're going to talk about the Steelers because they are 0-3 with Mason Rudolph starting. And there are some who think their season is over having traded away their first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick.
3: Great and, trade,
0: and um, yeah. So, why, why don't we start with that, Zay? Before we get to the Steelers, is there any other thing you want to talk about, or do you just want to jump in?
1: Um, now the things I want to talk about, I think we're gonna mention later. So I'll mention what I was gonna say about those specific topics later. Okay. But the Steelers, first of all, that trade Minka Fitzpatrick loved it. Um, The only issue is would have loved for it to be a second round pick but I'm okay with it being a first round pick. Um, We were going to a first round pick was going to be a, a DB anyway. A defensive back anyway. He's a young guy. He signed for a couple years. Um, He made an immediate impact in the game this past weekend with an interception, a fumble. So he, he He's made a big impact already. Um, I mean, we would have drafted a defensive back anyway. He can play anywhere in the secondary. Um, so I liked it. Um, I don't think it was a waste of a trade at all because he signed for a couple seasons. Um, so I'm okay with the trade. Um, then the game, Mason Rudolph, again, he played fine. He had two touchdowns. The issue is our running game right now. We have no running game right now. James Conner's been non-existent, um, and therefore that forces Mason Rudolph to have to pass the ball. And you can't do that to a, a what, second-year quarterback, first starting game. So I just, you can't do that. The defense, I mean, five turnovers, but they still looked a little sloppy in some of their The defensive plays that San Francisco scored on so I mean there's progress definitely but I mean to say the season's completely over is I think ridiculous because if you look at her schedule um I would I mean it's I just I don't think it's it's over at all based on looking at her schedule I think I think we have I think we have four tough games left, in my opinion. The L.A. Rams, the Chargers, and then both games against the Ravens. Those are the four games I'm considering, tough games. Um, I would like I, – I honestly think we're going to split with Baltimore. Usually that's how it, how it goes in the season. Um, and then I think we'll win one of L.A. and San Diego. So if we can go two and two out of those games um, – I do not think we're this season's over at all. Um, although I will say this, if we lose to Cincinnati this weekend, then I will say the season is over. Okay. I think we I'll... have to beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati is horrendous. We have to beat Cincinnati. Um and if we don't, I think then you can say our season's over. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of the criticism just comes from the eye test of Mason Rudolph and like his stat line on the past week. But also the idea where if they do have a poor record this season and they give up a high draft pick, you know, potentially drafting Big Ben's successor as opposed to Minka Fitzpatrick. I think that's where a lot of the criticism of the trade comes in. But it's obviously just going to be a wait and see. But also, the Steelers aren't a franchise to tank. Like, they win. The Steelers are accustomed to winning. So I think that's why they made the trade.
1: I mean if you saw they they just made a trade for the Seahawks tight end. Our tight end got is got injured. He's he's out. And we just made a trade yesterday or early this morning for the Seahawks tight end. So I mean yeah, we're not tanking at all. I think they know Mason Rudolph, like he has potential. He's our future quarterback. We weren't gonna draft a, a quarterback in the first round. I really don't think we would have. Um and Minka was a top ten draft pick. So, even if, you know, again, if we got a top 10 draft pick, we got a top 10 draft player. Yeah. In a trade. So, I'd have no issue with the trade at all.
2: Cool. Roland?
0: Roland, what do you got? Um. I
2: don't know. Uh, I guess. Kind of, uh teams that have injured quarterbacks um the Saints Seahawks Teddy Bridgewater going into Seattle uh and beating the Seahawks was crazy um I think it brings them one game closer to Drew Brees coming back um and it makes it so that when Drew Brees does come back that's one less game he's got to win um in order for them to try and make playoffs, um, you know, w- when both those injuries happened, a lot of like, you know, people like Colin Cowherd and and N- NFL analysts and stuff said Steelers' season's over. Uh, Saints' season, you know, not necessarily because Drew Brees is going to come back. Um, so I thought that was a that was a huge win for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I've always thought that people have kind of looked over him, uh, ever since his time in Minnesota. Um, I mean, he did great with them until he got injured. And, um, I think he proved that just because Drew Brees is out doesn't mean that the Saints are going to roll over until he comes back either. So, um, I honestly thought Seahawks were going to win. Uh, they came close in the end, but. Saints put up 33 points, uh, and their defense is not that good. Uh, Russell Wilson put up 400 yards passing, four total touchdowns, um, and still, still rolled them. So,
0: and um, it's important to note that the Saints scored on a kickoff or a punt return and a fumble return for a touchdown. That's not going to happen every week. Um, so, I mean, you take away those points, it's a they scored 19 points on offense. So. Just, just to keep in mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have to win every game. Um, you know, it, I think they were saying that Drew Brees is going to be out for six weeks. I think. Um, so that was back in week two. So he comes back. They've got eight games left. Um, you know, they were already one and zero. So it's just a matter of, you know easily in that division um, 10 wins wins it so
0: yes yes
2: but that was a I mean it was a big big matchup they're both playoff caliber it seems at the moment Um, and yeah
0: John to you
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Week 3 NFL
3: Yeah, I'm
0: here Any thoughts? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's
0: okay to say no
3: I'm honestly trying to remember the games It feels like a lifetime ago
0: It does, it is Wednesday We are recording on Wednesday We normally do Monday or Tuesday
3: um, I don't know, I think as someone Who's been getting into it I've really appreciated learning all of the different personalities. I think I can't really talk about the last game. last couple of games, I watched the Mm Browns-Rams, and I got my prediction wrong. I remember I called at the start of the game saying the Browns were going to win, and they didn't. Um, And I think this could be a good segue to talk about Baker Mayfield, but before we get there, I don't know. It's really cool to get into it, to see personalities, to see quarterback strengths coming in. I don't know. This feels like a transition year. Not necessarily an outsider because I, had, I, you know, grew up you know hearing about you know these great quarterbacks, but this season I'm like there are no great standout quarterbacks right now. I mean, there's time, to- Okay, you can make an argument for Tom Brady because of what he has done. But it's still early in the season. You know. There aren't like these massive personalities that I think can be, you know, better.
2: <laughs> yeah, and our
3: argument, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Just
2: kidding.
0: The the thing about the NFL to keep in mind <laughs> is that it's it's week to week and there's like overreactions. Like this week, for example, the Bills are number seven and Colin Coward's heard hierarchy, right? In my opinion it's a little high. A little yeah. high for sure. But Let's say the Bills lose, they're not in the herd hierarchy anymore. So, like, it's a bunch of overreactions week after week. Um, and that's that's just the sport. So, like, one yeah. week people will say, uh, I'm just going to keep going with the Bills. Oh, they're going to make playoffs. Like, a wild card team. If, if they lose, people are going to probably tear apart Josh Allen, probably going to criticize the defense and just talk about how great, how Tom Brady owns the Bills, which is all true, but it's week to week. <laughs> Right. and like it's yeah. even it's still going with the bills they're 3 and 0 but they beat the jets the giants and the bengals and the the games weren't pretty so like if you ask me I'm happy to be 3 and 0 there's a lot that needs to be fixed and we haven't really beat anyone big and we we almost lost to the bengals so they were in the 100%. red zone they were in the red zone when we intercepted it at the end of the game
2: I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because I remember seeing that that on the herd hierarchy and thinking, ah, uh, okay, like yeah, they're three and zero, but yeah, I I definitely think that they're a good team and they're seems like you know if Tom Brady were to retire uh, this season or season, Bills would be, I think, I, I, if Tom and Bill Belichick retired this season, uh, or next season, then I think the Bills would be the natural, uh, person or the, the natural team to move into that top, into that favorite of the AFC But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's,
0: it's very easy as a Bills fan for me to think, oh, we're not going to make the playoffs cause that's what it's been for a week. But it, it's a lot of fun for me and I'm sure like just other fans with, like the Lions fans, for example just to have like that opportunity like right now you're you're there and like like for example the Bills you're 3 and 0 um I look at the schedule and I'm like we could win 10 games and I think that's a wild card game so that's what's fun about it
3: yeah over I'm really happy to starting to get into it you know although Baker Mayfield is just called overrated I don't know yeah
0: I think a part think of that
3: there are likable qualities about these quarterbacks. Like I don't know who I thought of. What, like I was just like, man, you know they're all the same, but no, they're all kind of different in their own way.
0: For sure, Baker. In my opinion, this is the Baker situation. He's number one overall pick. He likes to talk a lot. Browns are very, very talented team, and they. I I don't think their O line is good enough for him to play, well and. Maybe he was overhyped. I'm not gonna say overrated. Maybe just overhyped, and it's still early in the season. New coach. So, like I said, NFL is a week a uh, a league of overreactions. So, that's that's my opinion.
2: I think the Browns in general were very overrated going into the season uh, with Jarvis Landry getting Odell Beckham, uh, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb a second year uh running back uh Baker Mayfield all that. I mean, yeah, especially the the, the post hard knock hype. Um
0: and there's a lot more tape on Baker Mayfield now. Let's not forget. Teams had all offseason to study him, so they know his tendencies and uh he he's going to have to adjust. Okay. Let's move ahead to week 4. We're going to do a pick 'em Thursday night. Um The game tomorrow is Philadelphia's going to Green Bay to play the Packers. I would recommend watching it because most Thursday night games and Monday night games, not good. I think this one will be really good. I'm going to say I think the Packers will win because the home team on Thursday night games have a huge advantage. So that's the majority of my pick. And I think the Eagles are very injured. And I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers at home. That's my pick.
1: Uh I'm going the Packers as well. Uh, I don't think the Eagles haven't looked good this season, in my opinion. I mean, the only team they beat were the Redskins, I believe. So I just I don't think the Eagles have looked that good, um, which I'm perfectly okay with. So, uh, yeah. you. But, like, I completely agree with what you said, Michael. I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers at home. Night game. Uh, in front of the Lambeau field. So, yeah, definitely not doing that. Packers all the way.
0: What about you, John? Who do you think wins?
1: I'm going
3: Packers because this is the game, and saying that this is the game that really ignites the Packers offense. Looking who they've beaten, you know, preseason, not totally relevant, you know, Ravens, Raiders, Chiefs. Or that's who they played. But then you look at the regular season, they beat the Bears ten to three. They beat the Vikings twenty one to six. They beat the Packers twenty seven to six or they beat the Broncos twenty seven to sixteen. This is the game this is, you know, made for a big quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, home game Thursday night, attention's all on him and his team and this is where they finally start clicking.
0: All right, what about you, yeah, Roland? What
3: would you say, John? I was going to say, I think Carson Wentz also looks sh... He does and he's not. He's not, not his usual self. He does not.
0: Unfortunately.
3: Yeah, so
2: uh, <laughs> I'm not going to buck uh, the trend at all. Uh, I'm also saying Packers. Um, you know, it's, it's Lambeau Field. I mean, I get that it, it's only September, you know, it's not like it's super cold there or anything like that, but um, I'll have people go into Lambeau Field and, and take a win from the Packers. Um, and then the other thing uh, that I think was kind of pointed out a little bit based on the score lines is the Packers' defense has been. Uh, Pretty sneaky good. Um, I know when you think NFC North defenses, you're thinking about the Minnesota Vikings, who have had a good uh, top five defense the past couple years, uh, and the Bears defense, which is arguably top one or two um, this year and last year. Um, But the Packers, uh, their secondary is pretty good. um, And their defense is, is also pretty good, and like you said, uh, Carson Wentz um, doesn't look as good as he does when he's on. Um, and the Eagles have been a little dysfunctional, it seems, to start the season. Um, and I think I you you can't just you can't afford to. To have those those types of of uh issues when you're going up against a team like green bay um because like you said uh aaron Rodgers and the offense can really turn it on when they need to um i think it's an easy decision
0: i will say when carson wentz is on though he is he's very good um for me another thing that you guys have mentioned it's just the combination that Jason Peters is dinged up and Andre Dillard, his backup, is dinged up against the much better Packers defense. It's it's just the combination of everything we talked about. For me, screams Packers will win, and for the Eagles to go one and three is not what they expected, and it's a they got a tough schedule ahead. So it's everyone's been saying. I don't want to say must win for the Eagles, but it, it, it kind of is. Kind of is. You don't want to start one and three. The, the the Cowboys being 3-0, potentially 3-1 at worst. You're two games back, and you still got to play them twice. So that's a rough rough uh, mountain to climb. All right, like we mentioned earlier, there are eight undefeated teams remaining, two of them being the Bills and the Patriots. Um, Roland and my team's going head-to-head. We're both 3-0. and The game's in Buffalo. New England is a little dinged up to say the least, but even as a Bills fan, and it's in Buffalo, while I will say the conditions are more favorable than usual, I still am not saying, oh, the Bills are going to win. I'm I, There's definitely a chance, and if the Bills play well, it can happen, but I'm still, I'm not convinced the Patriots are, excuse me, are in danger, especially their defense is still rock solid. What do you think, Roland?
2: Um Yeah, I agree with what you said. Um I, I think the Patriots are going to win this game. Uh it it is probably going to be the first um and it, it's I think it's going to be closer um than the past games have been. Uh, obviously, you know, uh Miami looked I, Miami's Miami um, and uh, the Jets did score 14 but at that point the Pats were already up 30 to nothing um, so it wasn't it. even though it's only a two score difference um, it it was a clear win by that point um, I do think that that this game was probably going to look a little closer. Um, you know, all the, all the people that like to do conspiracies about Tom Brady's career ending, um, I, I could totally see him pointing at this game and saying, oh, like, you couldn't blow out the Bills? Um, you know, you, you had a close game with Buffalo with all the talent that you guys have? Um, I I think it's gonna be a good game.
0: Um, yeah, to, just to go off that, I think people don't really realize th- these. This Bills team is not like the Bills team that everyone's used to. Like this, well, we're not. I don't want to say we're good, but we're not. We're not terrible. We're not pushovers anymore. Our defense is solid. Josh Allen's much better than last year. Our offensive line is much better last year. So we're not. We're not. Better than Patriots because we haven't beaten the Patriots, but we can get put up a fight. I think, um, yeah, that's what I think.
2: Yeah, and I think I, I think they're going to be the first team that's really going to give the Patriots a a good game, a good test. Um, as far as as far as scoring points wise, you know, obviously I I didn't get to watch the Steelers game, but I know the Steelers aren't pushovers either, and I don't want to downplay that, regardless of what the score line was in that game. But uh, I think score-wise, as as far as answering sort of points scored and stuff,
1: I think that this is going to be the first real real challenge that the Patriots have had to face. I think so. Maybe this is just me hoping, but I think the Bills win this game.
0: I, I wouldn't um, be surprised. I'm w- i I would not be surprised because I think there's a yeah, combination no. of things that could lead to it.
1: It's in Buffalo. Um, it's... I mean, the Bills know how big of a game this is. Um, they know they're really the only competition to the the Patriots this year in the AFC East. Um, just from what you've said... Now, I think the Bills... Like you said with on Coward, like I, I do think they're overrated. But I still... It's still an AFC East battle. Um, anything can happen. The Dolphins have beaten the Patriots before when they were not supposed to at all. So um, the fact that this is in Buffalo, I know the weather doesn't really have an impact in this one, but it's still in Buffalo. It's not in Foxborough. Um, I, I've liked the Bills' defense a lot, actually, so I think they might actually give Tom Brady some issues. Um, so I'm actually, I'm actually picking the Bills to win this one, so.
3: John. That's me, I guess, Tim. I don't know, <laughs> Pony feels like I should, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to bet against the Patriots, but I think it's a low-scoring game that Buffalo wins by a field goal.
0: Wow. I think ultimately, like most close games with the Patriots, it'll come down to who has the ball. If it's a close game. No, it might not be a close game by this point. But if it comes down to it, who will have the ball last? We know what Tom Brady can do at the end of games. But Josh Allen is quietly becoming a very clutch fourth quarter quarterback. He's the third in passer rating in the fourth quarter this year so far. In 14 starts, he has four game-winning drives. Um two of them this year against the Jets and against the Bengals. So, I think if the Bills Here's here's what I think need, for both teams to excuse me to win. The Patriots just need to do their thing, do their job, business as usual. They'll be fine. For the Bills to win, I think they got to do a couple things. They got to be able to run the ball really well, keep Tom Brady off the field. Josh Allen's going to have to play smart, not turn the ball over, make a couple big throws when he needs to against the really good uh, Patriots secondary. And I think the defense is going to have to get pressure up the middle. I think Ed Oliver is going to have to really have a good game and force a couple turnovers. I think that's to take possessions away from Tom Brady and just get points on the board. And not just field goals. they got to put up touchdowns. I think that's the way that the Bills win this game. Do I think they will? Not sure yet. I do. Do I trust Josh Allen and the coaching staff? Yes. It's just going to be a matter of execution. Uh, emotions are going to be high in Buffalo. Penalties are going to be a big thing. So it's it's really if the Bills don't beat themselves up, they have a real shot. Otherwise, it's Patriots game. All right, we're just about wrapping things up here. John, your special topic. Are you ready? An anonymous. NBA executive said LaMelo Ball is looking like the number 1 overall pick in the NBA draft.
3: Is that the one who's in Australia? Yes. Nice, oh, sorry, great. <laughs> Catching on with these names.
0: Well, let's just go over his story a little bit. High school player, goes okay. to Lithuania, plays pro ball there, comes back to USA, plays at spire academy to play his senior year of high school is deemed i I don't know basically the school he went to is like one of those where it's like basketball 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 yeah Yeah, exactly prep school um after that he is not eligible to play in the ncaa so he takes summer plays in the drew league lights it up and now he's in australia so not your normal path to the nba but he could be the number one overall pick next year
3: I mean, it's not, like, outrageous if he's decent enough to be playing in all these other leagues.
0: And I, I will say, I've seen, like, little clips of him playing. He's pretty good. He's I think he's better than Lonzo offensively. I'm not sure about defensively because Lonzo's real good on defense. But LaMelo can shoot, score, pass. He's he, He's got it. So this isn't surprising to me. But huh? yeah, could be two ball bros in the league next year.
3: You like those connotations?
0: <laughs> so there were none. So, all right, John. Why don't you close us out with talking about the track and field IAAF World Championships coming up?
3: Starting up this week. Everyone, get excited. Get your friends NBC Gold
0: subscription. Really? You need Orange. gold. You need gold?
3: No, you don't. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, But that's, you know, if you just all want it in one place. Gotcha. But starting on Friday, you've got the Women's Marathon, which will be really cool. Saturday, you've got your 100-meter final. It's on NBC. You know. But, the, I mean, if you watch one thing, I think I would say Sunday, October 6th, 12 to 2.30pm on NBC, you'll be watching you know, two key events in the men's and women's 4x400 meter relay
0: so this is not this upcoming weekend, it's next weekend?
3: yeah, Okay. so it starts 27th through the 6th, it's hot it's humid, it's 112 degrees. feels like 112 degrees 96 degrees Fahrenheit with 80% humidity (sighs) we're up here rooting for Noah Lyles Kenya has cut the. I think the Athletic Federation for Kenya has come out and said we want to reclaim the steeplechase. Those so are that some would be really cool. At least on the women's side. this is some uh,
0: fast conditions for that meet. Hot, sprinters are going to be hot, loose, and ready to run. The, yeah. The distance runners might struggle. Like it might be hot on them, but the sprinters, I know. Yeah. I know when I was a sprinter, I, I liked it hot.
3: So I'm excited. I'm. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Xavier loves hockey. This happens once every two years, um, and so I'm ready for. I'm ready for the World Championships.
0: What is Allison Felix running in four by, Is she doing a four hundred yep. open four and probably four by four? I know she's
3: in the open four, but I don't know who's in the relay pool. I know she's in the relay pool, but I don't know if she'll be selected out of the six runners. All right.
0: Yeah, so Allison Felix, uh, one of John and my favorite runners, making her comeback to competitive racing, to the Olympian she was. Um, So we're rooting for her, hoping she does well. She was running good times. She wasn't winning in the trials or the other smaller meets, but she was running good times. Which is all she can ask for. So, that starts this weekend. I didn't realize it went through a week. Yeah, man. Alright. So, before we close things up, do you guys have a favorite sports moment of the week? Mine was the Bills winning and taking us 3-0. As was, as is expected.
2: Uh, for me, it's uh, the Nationals. uh Clinched the uh, play or the wild card spot uh, with their win over the Phillies. So that's exciting. I get to watch the Nats in the postseason, even if it's only for one game.
0: <laughs> Taking it right to Bryce Harper, huh?
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so mine is Pitt um, winning, beating UCF over the weekend, and then I mean, this is just, but I think, I believe hockey starts a week from tonight, so that's exciting.
0: That is exciting, actually. Looking forward to seeing the Caps play again. That's always fun.
3: John? I have to go with Georgia Notre Dame. That's just a really fun game to watch. It was a fun game.
0: Yeah, so, just stuff like that, John, is what entices people to college football games like that um and there are a lot of rivalries in college football which uh carry a lot of weight week to week so that's why people love college football all right um so what do we got going on tomorrow is uh start of week four we got the packers playing the eagles in lambo like we talked about um college football on saturday nfl on sunday and monday we will be here next week to break down just similar this week week four week five if gordon Ra- or if jalen ramsey gets traded i almost said gordon ramsey but he's a chef he doesn't play football um
2: let's see I bet you could though
0: you think gordon ramsey could play football
2: I feel like he's good. He's one of
3: those people
0: that's, like, good at everything they do. Yeah, he does, I think he does, he used to, or does do, like, triathlons a lot, Roland, so.
2: Yeah, he's the uh, Iron Man. Yeah,
0: there you go. So, we got NFL in full swing. Change your fantasy football lineups. Check on those by start this week. Um, so, you're going to have to think a little more. Scourge that waiver wire. And we will be back next week.
1: Break it all down and give you some more memos. Peace.